Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in K-Pop. This is your host, Anki Isaac. Hope you're all doing good. And this is literally the first episode after September started. So happy September. Hope you're all uh, having a good time and you're doing greater things. So wishing you all the best for the rest of the week. And today I have one among my favorite people as a guest. And you know, like whenever I bring a guest, I get too excited and she is undoubtedly one of those exciting guests as well and i'm so glad to invite karishma shetty to our podcast yay hello so how are you yeah i'm good how are you i'm good as well let's just pretend as if we weren't talking for the last five minutes but okay Well, yeah, like Karishma Shetty is a pro in India, if you don't know, guys. Like, she is one of the journalists I am following, stalking, observing, fangirling. And I will just give a quick intro if you are missing it. You're definitely missing some international content here. So here you go. So Karishma started as a freelance intern, but now ended up being the sub-editor of Pinkwilla, one of the most popular media websites that cover almost everything related to entertainment in India. And I am I was fortunate to meet Karishma Shetty through her international content. I'm a huge fan and she knows it, but I'm still gonna pretend that she doesn't and I'm gonna tell those as well. So with Pinkvilla, she covers Bollywood, Hollywood, Korean entertainment. Of course, she's here because of that. And television, fashion and lifestyle. Yes almost everything so she is an all-rounder i don't know guys i always get related with people who are multitasking and professionals so karishma is one among them and she might be a guest for this podcast for this video for this episode but she has been a host for almost multiple interviews with different celebrities starting from international to national level Bollywood artist. I'm sure if you are a huge fan of Bollywood or Hollywood content from Pinkula, and if you are into video interviews, you would have definitely seen this pretty amazing looking Karishma giving all her 100% in her interviews with all her 32 teeth showing up with her celebrities, making them feel at ease and giving them all the comfort while still giving you all the content you need. So such a personality I have with me. And oh, you're too kind. Like I, I can't I can't take so much. Oh my god, this is like <laughs> can you see me blushing? Because I'm legit blushing, but okay. Uh, <laughs> those are true, true facts. So including K-pop, she's also a huge Avenger enthusiast. And I'm not sure how comfortable you are in bringing this up, but Chris Hemsworth is supposed to be her husband, and she interviewed me. <laughs> see, see, I, I have to. My husband changes like every day, 
but on that one particular day it was him so yes <laughs> so she also interviewed our very favorite spiderman like of course we love all different versions of spiderman but this person is adorably cute and even if you aren't an avenger fan you will definitely fall in love with his charms so tom holland like, yes holland yeah so he's younger than me that was a bit of a culture shock <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and with bollywood we are not just only talking about international we are also having uh, national fans as well as international people who are interested in bollywood she has spoke with multiple artists and celebrities and one of my very favorite interviews that i personally watched and loved it would definitely be one with deepika padukone where she talked about life and her career it was such a beautiful one and i personally saw charlie angels cast over there i love charlie's angels and i literally love uh, power rangers so one of the pink ranger was one of the charlie yeah. angels so yeah i have already spoke screened everything about this to her in her chat but finally this is like literally my first time meeting you as well so i literally wanted to tell you at your face so i'm so happy yes i'm going to stop introducing you for now uh, but i still have a lot <laughs> but yeah thank you so much for joining thank you thank you for having me i remember when you messaged me i was like are you sure you were talking to me or you were talking to someone else i was like she must have sent that message by mistake but the fact that you actually thought of me was like super cute so thank you for having me there is no mistake when it comes to karishma shetty <laughs> i'm i'm pretty excited and also a little bit nervous because you have posted some great interviews and oh, the- uh, You're doing a very good job, by the way. I mean, <laughs> I could take some tips from you after we like sign off. No, I uh, I personally believe that interviews that take a long time, like forty minutes or thirty minutes, are the actual deep ones. But when I see your interviews, some of them are like literally five to yeah. four minutes. But still, you give that content, and I have all I had because I have this. liking towards this profession i also get into the comments where they talk about the host and i have seen pretty much huge compliments and huge positive um uh, pointers or just messages dropping for the host so you know like getting the message or the comments from the fans you know like they will be so into the celebrity and making them notice the host it's definitely a task and you did it and yay i i am thank a huge, you thank you huge follower i'm so sorry if i stalk your profile a lot but oh no yeah. no <laughs> I, i i i like stalking people's profiles as okay no wait that came out wrong <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah nothing nothing is wrong in the platform of believe in kpop we totally accept everything including the fact That's that your husband changes every day <laughs> 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 and if you didn't know i know you personally have been following never have i ever series for a long time and i have literally seen all your tweets and your excitement and when you actually got to talk to the cast interview them and when that came up i literally felt like i did it and i was so happy for you 
and I couldn't contain in the text, but I just wanted to give a huge shout out for dreaming big, for achieving it, everything, and also inspiring a lot of others like me personally to let us know that anything is possible through hard work and passion. So. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. That's so sweet. Oh my God. This, this doesn't feel like an interview. This feels like a complimenting session. We should do this on a weekly basis. <laughs> I, I'm totally fine with that. I am all here to do that. But yeah, thank you so much for joining in. As far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, you have been uh, working as a journalist or you know, like producing content even when you were in college, right? So when you were uh, in college, we only did uh, like a movie for the subject understanding cinema, mm-hmm. but uh, no, we didn't do a lot of video content. That time it was more written. Mm-hmm. So even when I started with Pink Villa, it was mostly written, and then a yeah. few minutes, few months later, uh, it started with videos. So that's how it kind of picked up. But I didn't really start thinking as a video uh, interviewer. It was more written. That's mm-hmm. what I was a huge fan of, writing in particular. So from writing, it somehow came into videos. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk about. Because I personally believe that you must be really, really good at it if you're starting it from your college time. So I just wanted to ask you how that journey started and just your journey with Pink Pula, how did you decide that this house is going to be my media house and this is where I'm going to represent? Or it was just faith playing that role of the calling? Or how did your journey start? Can you give us a little about it? Quite honestly, so I did BMM uh, and uh, I was amongst the minority who wanted to get into journalism because people usually end up going into advertisement because it's mm-hmm. a lot of money as well. Uh, journalism, unfortunately, is not a high-end paying job. So if you join that profession, it's because you love it. And there's absolutely no other reason why you get into it. But uh, after I got done with BMM, so the issue was that all of my friends had done internships during leaves and I hadn't. Like I took a break as a break. So I literally got out into the industry with zero experience, like no internship, nothing. Uh, I did a lot of interviews, got a lot of rejections, obviously. Um, So I was very confused as to what field I wanted to get into. But I knew for a fact that I knew Bollywood really well. Mm -hmm. Like I knew about, like I loved reading about movies and all of, and TV shows and everything. Uh, So uh, while I was going through Jobs Media Daily, every journalist needs to know what Jobs Media Daily is, which is on Facebook which is like a go-to for internships, jobs, everything. Mm. And as I was scrolling down, I saw, you know, like a marking for Pink Villa. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't the fact that it was Pink Villa. It was more about that the office was Andheri West, which is where I stay. So that kind of like, you know, got me excited. So I didn't even know about Pink Villa till I joined Pink Villa, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Like, I didn't know how big it was. Because when I finally told my friends that, hey, I got an internship at Pink Villa, they were like, what, Pink Villa? Like, are you serious? So it wasn't until I actually joined Pink Villa that I knew the influence that it had. Because for me, in my head, Bollywood was like Filmfare, Miss Malini, all of these. And so I did a three-month internship with them. And uh, they kind of liked me. So they were like, hey, stay back. So I was like, okay. 
and then eventually because i did a lot of work for an intern uh back then because i was kind of those ones who wanted to like do a lot because it felt like i had to prove because i didn't have any like i had zero experience mm-hmm. and i knew that i had to play for writing so that is how it began with writing and then eventually it was like hey do you want to try a video interview and i was like oh okay let's try it and then one led to another and then yeah that's pretty much how my journalism career started it's a funny thing that it was with pink will and i'm still touch wood i'm still there but yeah but yeah recently you also celebrated your fifth year with pink will so congratulations from my side as well as the let's thank you <laughs> it's been crazy like uh, my dad always believed that you know you should stick to a company for a long time because it's 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 like loyalty mm-hmm. so uh, because whoever i started out with most of them have already left to you know mm-hmm. other companies and somehow i've still stuck there uh so although five years may seem like an eternity for our generation mm-hmm. but i still feel like it's like a mark of honor like oh okay she's done five years in one company so that feels nice <laughs> yeah and i feel the same as well the loyalty and things so Yes to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and you literally expressed how much you love this career and we just wanted to know a bit more about it. And what do you enjoy about your life? You did say that you started liking writing and then your career started. And what was that pull or when did you actually realize that you wanted to do journalism? And what were your favorite parts of being a journalist and doing what you love uh, i think around 2008 or 2009 that's when uh, i started realizing that i really like writing so i wasn't the kind of person who kept diaries and stuff like it's very difficult for me to keep diaries because i would write like two pages and then forget about it so diary entries and all were really not my thing but i just like writing in general you know mm-hmm. writing short stories like quite honestly i think it was fan fiction that got me into mm-hmm. the idea of writing cuz i used to like i used to watch a show fall in love then i'd mm-hmm. get into fan fiction and read and then i'd start cooking up my own stories if i wasn't happy with the storyline angle so mm-hmm. that was pretty much how i realized that i had a thing for writing especially creative writing uh as for why i chose journalism in particular was because i think it just stems from the fact that i love writing Mm-hmm. and it w- i didn't know any particular field that i wanted to get into i knew it wasn't politics or crime because mm-hmm. i i know like zero of politics like i probably was than alia bhat in that but films and movies and you know i've always been a fan of this from since i was like a kid like from bollywood jumping into hollywood and now korean so it was something that i was like okay i could probably you know get into that see if i like it and if i don't then i can always switch into another kind of journalism you know it's not like it's going to limit me or something like that and or, when i got the job like when i saw the opening i was like okay let's try it out let's because i did do an ad intern uh stint as well for like 3 months with leo burnett and i realized that i would rather write 1000 words than 10 mm-hmm. uh 
like I feel like I express more with those thousand words than you know boil it down mm-hmm. to just ten. So I think that was one of the major reasons why I got into journalism. And in, in terms of movie journalism, what I like about it, obviously there are a lot of cons as well, but what I like about it is how um, creative it can get. Like mm-hmm. in our case, even though we're a gossip website, we don't just do gossip. We do different different kind of stories. We have different fields. So I don't, even though I currently head the Hollywood section, I still know about all the different sections because mm-hmm. it's always interlacing. Mm-hmm. And you know, with movies and TV shows, there's so many stories to tell. So to be able to understand the depth behind the stories is also a lot of fun. Like an anatomy. of what makes a movie work or what makes a tv show work what is you know the life stories of the actors playing them mm. do they get you know influenced with their own lives while being in these so i love you know i just love the idea of movies and entertainment and i think that's what i love about my job is just you know evolving with every um movie or tv show that comes out yeah, But, yeah. i i totally agree and I I you know like just watching your uh posts or stories that really tells us how much you love it and you give your best so it is one of the what to say the most overrated statement in this world where you love something and you will give your 100% and you are one of such individuals and I'm really happy and proud of you yay thank you thank you <laughs> yeah so How do you prepare? Like, um, this is something that I just came up right now when you were talking. So now that you told me that you are more into writing, I totally understand how writing and video content differs. But uh, you are also a person who has gotten to more of interview content these days. So how do you actually prepare yourself for an interview? Just wanted to know some BTS. So usually it depends on what kind of content it is. For me, mostly it is related to a movie or a TV show when I get interviews because it's not easy getting Hollywood interviews. It's very difficult getting them. And you know, like you were talking earlier, we don't get like forty, fifty minutes to like mm-hmm. uh, speak to them. We actually, if it's five minutes, you get four minutes and fifty seconds because the ten seconds is you trying to log into Zoom in the Zoom era. Wow. So you don't really like the content that you see is how much we get. Mm-hmm. So there are times like with the Chris Hemsworth one, it was literally three minutes. That interview was three minutes. I did not get more than three minutes of time. Mm-hmm. So your idea that time is to because with Deepika Padukone, the interview that I did, I got a really long half mm-hmm. an hour is a lot of um, what do you say duration to come up with you know that comfortableness with the person. Mm-hmm. But when you have three minutes, how your main this is how do you get content out? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, on the views because mm-hmm. it is for you know websites so it's the content has to be strong enough where you get the views so firstly a lot of research goes into it like a lot i believe in research so i will sit for two hours i will read up and i will come up with questions that i think because it needs to cater to pink villa's readers because they are mm-hmm. the ones who are going to go and watch the interview so depending on that Quite honestly, nowadays because I get only four or five minutes, 
it is like when i'm taking the interview i see through the the questions at the hotter questions and the beginning and then if i get the time that's when i ask the other questions as well and in my interviews if you say i'll always have like a like my eyes will go wide when i know i have got my quote that i want to use that i know is going to you know be appreciated by the viewers and then the readers so like you'll see like my eyes just popping up like that just knowing but yeah i mean it is uh very difficult to do 3 4 5 minute interviews but i think once you get a hang of it like i still get goosebumps before every interview like i still need to like breathe like just like just breathe it out like even this talking to you right now i started like at 4:15 i started clearing up everything because i needed like 5 minutes to just like to just breathe because that nervousness is always there but once you're in like once you start talking to the person you kind of tend to let go of that nervousness you just look at that person as okay i'm just interviewing someone so that is pretty much how i prepare for interviews it's nothing too fancy mm-hmm. it's just breathe and we'll see what happens guys wow that's really an interesting story thank you so much for start sharing it with us and oh. yeah the next segment is definitely a segment that every listener is eager about so your journey into k-pop scene k-pop slash k-drama everything that's k okay so okay yeah that's okay <laughs> but yeah you did go to south korea before falling in love with k-pop and k-drama and i know that is one of your biggest regrets so regret <laughs> not being a fan when i got to go and i went there for like six days Mm-hmm. and oh god it was so annoying now when i go through photos i'm like oh my god i went there that that drama happened there that scene happened there oh my god bts performed in that palace i was there like oh my god it was it was mad like i i keep thinking about it and i keep telling my friends i'm like why was i not a fan like what was stopping me because literally everybody was talking about it i have these two friends uh from ma so i had done masters i think two years back and i had these two friends who were huge kpop fans and they would talk about it all the time mm-hmm. and i would be oh, yeah i listen to it i listen to it like you know i was trying to like delay the inevitable because the thing with me is once i get into fan girling i get into fan girling <laughs> like I, I don't like this has been this has been like since 2005 since I first saw John Cena and WWE since mm-hmm. then like I have been like a major fan girl all my life so this isn't getting into K-pop and getting into K-drama was not new to me because mm-hmm. I have been there done that uh, obviously the intensity is a lot more different mm-hmm. but I have been like a you know like a proper fan girl all my life but when I finally went there like legit I got a merchandise for my friends BTS and I didn't know who was who so I literally just picked out socks and you know all because you you just walk into Seoul and you'll get whatever you want BTS related like you go to the at uh, the train station uh, the subway station you'll find like just shops of you know BTS goods so I legit just got like random socks and now I keep asking my friends I'm like which which uh which uh, what do you say which member socks did i give you because i want them back now <laughs> wow, no i didn't take it from them but yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah like this makes me curious to ask uh what was your first 
fangirl industry or what was the genre it was it wwe or uh anything? actually um yeah i could say it was wwe yeah oh. that was uh when it first so before that i was a huge bollywood nut like i was the biggest safali khan fan still am uh that you'd ever meet but um i think wwe was the one where i'd gone like batshit crazy like i'd watch every episode that came out and yeah yeah like i would even try out some of the moves didn't work out in my favor but yeah <laughs> thank god we are in a remote interview like i didn't expect that <laughs> now i have to be very cautious you know like when we meet no 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 i was years <laughs> back <laughs> but but i was I not did. expecting wwe but i was a fan of power rangers and i did try some moves but this this sounds, out, intense, right? yeah. <laughs> this sounds intense like i at least needed a morpher to change you don't have anything to change here but yeah it's it's fun and this makes me remember all my uh Esther years that I was a very small fan girl you're not I, that old you sound like youngie <laughs> what do you mean by yesteryears <laughs> you know like people around me make me feel that way what what am i supposed to do and especially with the fourth generation k-pop groups coming up and i say oh i fan girl treasure and i fan girl tht and there is a person coming reaching out to me hey anthea i also fan girl treasure oh is that so how old are you I am 2003 liner and I'm like call me sister I'm older <laughs> to you <laughs> like I have seen this world 5 years before you so or 4 years or 5 years whatever that is but yeah now tell me why am I not supposed to feel old and when I No but like seriously like I see a few of the K-pop groups like like take BTS for uh, like you know in consideration I'm older than most of them <laughs> Yeah, like Treasure. Oh, I love this member. Where is he from? And he's 1999. Oh, yeah, younger brother. I'm so happy that my bias is younger than me. You know <laughs> how happy it feels when oh. your bias is younger than you. Like I wow. feel like such a but okay. <laughs> <laughs> And when he makes your heart throb on stage, especially like you tell yourself, dude It's 2000s. Yeah, he is not supposed to do that. This is supposed to be weird. It's a baby. <laughs> yeah. What if the police snatches you and goes arrests you for doing all this? <laughs> oh god. Yeah. So, <sighs> so yeah. Esther years. Like this generation doesn't even know Power Rangers and I'm like you don't know Power Rangers? I know of Power Rangers but I haven't somehow watched it. weirdly enough yeah, but I, yeah i actually to superheroes only with marvel otherwise mm-hmm. i wasn't a much uh of a costume driven mm-hmm. tv show or movie well i didn't you know like our system is totally different so we were not allowed to role play or anything even my mom didn't get me any morphers i always wanted to have morphers like this that and all they asked is are you a boy and then, Oh, I hate that. I hate that. I used to get that uh, for WWE as well. Anytime I tell a person that I'm a WWE fan, you're like, uh, what? <laughs> you're a fan? I'm like, yes, I am a fan. <laughs> I know it's not only because there are good looking wrestlers and I actually like the wrestling part as well. 
so i feel like i have to tell them like a million times but i think i'm just used to it by now so now i just ignore it i'm like yeah bro <laughs> well that's crazy like foreigners benten all those stuff and i am more into superhero cartoons and foreigners and that's what got me into marvel as well so i was a fan of justice league since the cartoon oh. network time so i was like oh princess diana is me <laughs> when i was when i was in my first grade so i i used to jump off from sofas thinking that i'm jumping from the sky yeah so <laughs> for me it was more power of girls texters uh-huh. laboratory ed ed nebby the jetsons the flintstones those were my jam <laughs> yeah did you see the blue well. st- uh the nickelodeon blue clues 25th anniversary video have you heard of the show blue clues So there used uh, to be this Nickelodeon show called Blue's okay. Clues where uh, he would yeah, it was for kids but I would watch it at a very um uh old age <laughs> but uh he would basically draw stuff and you had to like guess things and ah. all it was called Blue's Clues guess the mes- mystery so the person who had started it out so now there are like three like you know they changed it to three hosts so oh. those three hosts reunited for the 25th anniversary and i was like weeping i was <laughs> weeping i was like oh my god this is my childhood oh my god <laughs> but yeah i had like eight different choices than the obvious ones but yeah <laughs> wow that's really amazing and I'm a big fan of Vampire Diaries. I don't know how this podcast is going, but yes, guys. Again, a reminder: this is a K-pop podcast, but we also talk about a lot of things. So, if you aren't into Vampire Diaries, please do that. You can't not be into Vampire Diaries. I mean, it does have Damon Salvatore, so you can't not be into it. Please don't don't be biased with Damon Salvatore. It's okay to love them both. I do. No, I do. I do like <laughs> Stefan as well, but like Damon's in a league of his own. So, <laughs> no, no, guys, I'm sorry. Damon is good, yes, but Stefan, Stefan, you have always oh, been that good. Oh, your team, Stefan. Oh, your team, Stefan. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I've always had a, I've always had a thing for like evil murderers. <laughs> That's my type. <laughs> I thought Damon was too overrated. Don't, don't oh, cancel God. me! Don't cancel me! Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> let Let's edit this part. But I do like Kai. Um, I like Clouds the best. Oh, Clouds! But again, I'm Team Carolyn. So don't uh, cancel me again. But still, no, no, no. I, 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 I like Carolyn with everybody. She's <laughs> like, exactly. she's like the coolest. Like, I honestly was not a fan of Elena. Like, I thought she was. she was very um cranky <laughs> i also loved carmen with damon i think it just lasted for two episodes but still they look good with the i like rose with damon do you remember rose i uh, do i do i do, spoil, I do. like no spoilers but that that really broke my heart <laughs> wow yeah rose i also love cole i don't know why i just love cole and the dynamics between rebecca and cole wow i need to have a brother now mm. so sweet but yeah lovely people alija but you even get into vampire diaries I-, i love how this conversation is like there's no uh <laughs> linear path it's all non narrative <laughs> <laughs> yeah i started when i was in 
standard. I started watching like at that time. I think season six was going on. Okay. Uh, and uh, I think HBO or WB was actually telecasting certain episodes in our Indian channels as well, like Indian telecasting HBO. And somehow I was kind of given to Kai. I think Kai was the first person I saw, and I was like. Oh, that that time is when I don't know Exo Kai. At that time, Kai. No, so so like right now you were talking about Kai, and immediately my mind went to the Exo one. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like I was just thinking of Kai. Like, mm, mm, like in my head it was just going on. And I was like, okay, stop. She's no, talking this, about Vampire Diary. She's not talking about Exo. <laughs> yeah, this is Kai Michael. I think Michael or Michelle. I don't. I, I'm not that, sure of those. Surname. So But yeah, so Kai was like, "Wow!" and I just wanted to check it out. And one of a person I know helped me download all the other series, and I watched it. Oh, I did. Couldn't wait. So I just downloaded it and I watched it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At that time, we didn't have Netflix. That time, so Netflix and all. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't have a choice. We had to watch it that way. <laughs> so I finished. <laughs> Uh, pilot, and I still haven't watched the seventh ending and all that. I, I, I am. I'm still like you stay there, I stay here. Don't touch me. <laughs> It's something really nice. And another series I was so into was the Tomorrow People, which is again a supernatural thing. But oh, I have not watched this. Yeah, it's kind of very, very underrated series, and it was so underrated that it didn't even get season two. They actually. Oh. Stopped it with a question like for the beginning of season two, and it was all good. But uh, it was too late when I realized it. I watched a little later, and when I came to know that that they decided not to have season two because there aren't much audience and things. Yeah, I was lost. That's that's why I'm appreciative of like streaming shows like Netflix and all, which pick up these shows. Because mm-hmm. can you imagine like Money Heist and Lucifer, the craze that eventually mm-hmm. happened? Like that wouldn't have happened if there wasn't a Netflix to pick it up, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Exactly. But I think even though like a lot of people have issues with like streaming platforms and stuff, I feel like it's given us like a really diverse uh, look into not just Indian um, entertainment but entertainment mm-hmm. at large, and not just American television or British television, but there is. You know, just such a wide range of entertainment across the globe. Mm. So I've always been team Netflix and all streaming platforms for that. Yeah, and it's user friendly and it's also again people. This episode is not sponsored by Netflix, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, so getting into K-pop, back to the podcast, the official talk. So, what was your first? Encounter with K-pop, like you told me that you have heard about K-pop. So, what was your first encounter uh, where you decided, okay, I'm gonna be a K-pop fan? Um, for me, honestly, uh, like I was telling you previously, right? So, I had a few friends who were big K-pop fans, uh, and not just BTS. Like they loved, like they have a lot of different uh, bands that they're fans of. uh for me honestly it was two things one was the fact that uh, we were stuck in quarantine and we you know you know there wasn't much to do besides work so what do you how do you cover up that time 
So that was one. The timing was perfect. And the second thing was uh, my job. Mm -hmm. uh, we realized that Korean content was being consumed a lot. Mm -hmm. So we started into that seeing you know testing the waters and seeing if people would be interested in reading mm. about pop and k-dramas as a whole so that is how it genuinely started for me it was in 2019 uh around feb or march uh i started watching because i'm a huge fan of american talk shows like uh jimmy fallon and james mm. gordon i love their shows like i can binge watch youtube videos of them like all night so that's when I came across BTS's interviews, the one with the Jimmy Fallon one. Uh, and eventually I was like, because I was like, I was trying to remember which member is which. Like I would confuse Jin and Jungkook. I would think Jungkook was Jin and Jin was Jungkook. So honestly, it was RM mm -hmm. uh, who I had that, what do you say, the pull factor. Because I'll be very uh, honest here and say that he was the only one who would talk in English. So I could understand what he was trying to convey uh, about the band. And then eventually I started talking to my friends and they were like, okay, don't, don't just not listen to their music, but also watch Bon Voyage, watch Run BTS. And that's when I got into the rabbit hole mm -hmm. of, because it was not just understanding, like, you know, of falling in love with their music. It was also understanding the meaning behind that music. And the people singing it. Because like I told you with movies and TV shows, I love to know everything. Like, you know, I want to get into the depth. So that is what happened with me as well. So it started off with BTS. And um, eventually I saw the... Uh, the re uh, Are you a shiny fan? Yeah, I started with Yeah, shiny. are you a show all? Uh, so uh, I saw the reunion video when Minho came back from mm. the military service. And... I didn't know these boys. Like, I just knew of them. Because you can't not get into K-pop and not know Shiny. That's just impossible. Like, you have to have wow. known Shiny. But I... Yeah. Weeping. I don't know why. I saw this video of four men that I have not seen that much. Like, I knew only Taemin. Um, and I was weeping. I'm like, oh my god, these friends are... I felt like they were meeting after 15 years. And nothing has changed. And I was like, I'm already in love with these boys. Like, I, I I couldn't explain that feeling. I saw that video probably like 15, 20 times. And then for some reason, I saw their V-Live as well. Even though I couldn't understand, I was like waiting for the English translation. But I was like, I, I, I connect to you. I don't know why that is, but I connect to you. And then I started listening to their music, went mad after Shiny, was a huge fan of Jackson Wang, so got into God 7. Oh. Um, eventually got into the SM groups like uh, Super Junior because I re so there was always a one member that would <laughs> attract me through like variety shows or something and then I would eventually get into their music so that's how I got into Super Junior and then EXO so I don't have a lot of groups like I'll be very honest I must have told you this at least 15 times before mm -hmm. this interview but I wouldn't consider myself to be a K-pop K-pop fan because I don't think I've really jumped into that world because it's so diverse right mm -hmm. like you, you being a BTS fan and being a K-pop fan is very different and so I feel like I'm fans of groups mm -hmm. like I'm I'm a Shaval or uh, I'm an army like I'm but I don't really still consider myself, I don't think of myself as a K-pop fan as of yet, because I feel like I still have a very, very long way. Maybe that's just me thinking it, but I feel like 
to like be like really like Bollywood. I know, like mm-hmm. you can't say that you're a Bollywood fan and only watch Shah Rukh films. Mm-hmm. Like you need to jump into each and every celebrity from the Indies to the super hit films. So that's how I feel about K-pop as well. So I consider myself an army, a shawl, getting their EXOL. So it's 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 I got seven. It's very tricky. <laughs> uh, navigation that I'm doing, and I'm taking my time. Like I'm not, I just don't. Yeah, yeah. Because it took me two years to consider myself as army to get out of the baby army status. I still think I'm a baby army, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is pretty much how my journey, falling in love with Korean entertainment at last started. Yeah, yeah. And talking about uh, the fact that you said that you wouldn't consider yourself as a fan. If you don't know much, I think it is the attitude of all journalists. Because <laughs> when, when, as a journalist or as a writer, you only get that uh, what say, the confidence to write about it only when you know everything. So that is what is stopping us. Um, even myself, I do do that. If I am not much into something, I can't you know, like literally confess that I am a fan of that because I just know a little bit about it. Or I've just yeah. watched a few movies of that, but yeah. in the fan world, it's not like that. If you love something, you just tell it out. Something, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are already into it, and I really wanted to know who brought you into Super Junior. Uh, who got me into Super Junior? Hitchell, Kim Hitchell. Like, isn't that <laughs> like for almost? For I think for almost everyone, it's that man. Like, I watched him in a uh, Man on a Mission. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with his attitude because it was so unlike. Like I see a lot of Korean entertainment, you know, like the celebrities there. They're very prim. They're very proper. They think before they speak, mm-hmm. uh, which is how the culture is there. So I completely understand that point of view. But with him, like him, Havasa, Jesse, even uh, Sugar, RM, also to a certain point, all of these people, they just say it like it is, mm-hmm. which is what. Like I like you know we're talking about interviewing right. I love Jessie's interviewing skills. Like wow. I go in like every time I watch anything of hers. Like I'm like that is who I aspire to be. That upfront, un unapologetic about it, and you know that's mm-hmm. just how they are. So I think with Super Junior it was Kim Hitchell. Uh, also the fact that I saw uh Choi Sivan she was pretty, mm-hmm. and. He gave me second lead syndrome of a different kind. So just to see these familiar faces, like I, I saw a Lituk uh, in some or the other variety show. So eventually, that's how I kind of like okay. So this is Super Junior. They're super crazy. They're super talented. Wow. So I think that's how I got it. Super Junior and their music as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lituk again. If it, it was Lituk, I could see Lituk everywhere because he was. There some part interviewing some of our favorite idols and yeah. doing things. Yeah, yeah. But I would say Jongae. <laughs> oh, I, I love yeah. the Dani. Uh, uh, what is that song? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Ah, choki choki. I I was I couldn't I couldn't stop. Like it's still stuck in my head sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty I, much I, how I got into. I Super even Jenny. wanted to do a challenge during this COVID time. Quarantine time. Oh my god! What's up? Well, I wanted to try that, but then I got shy. Now, like I do like doing reels uh, challenges, but when they bring in complicated steps, some of the dancers actually love it because they find it challenging and things. 
but I yeah. get awkward. I'm like, why can't you? I, I prefer the simple ones. Yeah, I like, prefer the simple yeah. ones. Yeah, hand moves. Yeah. I'm ready to One, do it, and then done, <laughs> done. <laughs> but but yeah, it's so sweet. And yeah, what what are your recent favorite groups that you get to fall in love with? Certain groups, they come back. Don't talk about me, uh, but you. <laughs> uh, quite honestly, uh, so I got the opportunity to get to interview Ace. Not me personally, but I was able to send across questions, and they shot it, and they send it back to us. Um, so that was the time. So I had uh seen their comeback photos, the underwater comeback photos. You must have seen them because they'd gone viral, but I didn't know it was Ace. So mm-hmm. eventually, when I got in touch and I, you know, got the interview, uh, they were very humble enough to give me the interview. Uh, that's when I did a bit of a deep dive because I was like, I can't just ask them just mm-hmm. anything. So I did a lot of deep dive into it. I uh, spoke to a few Ace fans as well, and that's how that interview came about. And I heard a few songs, but apart from that, I haven't really um, done any. Like I, I just constantly like I would take recommendations from Spotify, and I'll just randomly listen, uh, listen to music, or if you know, uh, like I've started following a lot of uh, K-pop journalists and all of that because I really like their work. so they would put in recommendations and i'm like oh okay this sounds nice and then i'll just start listening to it but i'm i'm really into osts nowadays mm-hmm. like i feel like it's um like whichever show i watch if i end up liking a song then i'll listen to the entire ost like oh. uh, like quite recently i saw the reply series mm-hmm. so i've been obsessing over the ost um ever since wow yeah For a long time, we didn't have Spotify to give that OST collection, but these days we yeah. have it. Thank you. That's why best YouTube is the best. I feel like YouTube just has everything because I still feel like Spotify doesn't have a couple of uh because mm. I have so I don't have a genre in particular when it comes to music. I listen to anything. Mm-hmm. Like give me. Anything and if I like it, I listen to it. So I don't really have a genre. But there were a lot of times when I would look up a song. And it was not on Spotify, but I would immediately get it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I really like Spotify, but YouTube for life. <laughs> yeah, YouTube for life. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, Ace is such an amazing group. I got introduced to Ace with one of YouTube recommendations. It was like two years ago, maybe in two thousand nineteen, with their song Undercover. Wow, I. Things listen to undercover, and if it was a CD, it would have got scratches and it would have been all old. But thank God it wasn't a CD. And <laughs> at that time, even Spotify wasn't there, so I'm not sure how many songs that I binge listen that easily during those times. These days, you get yeah. this; it's just at your face. <laughs> Anthea, don't. I know it. it's there. Like yeah. if it's released on Friday, you're listening to it on Friday. It's literally mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, you know, like every time the list appears, it's like. And they don't pretend that you're an Agassi or fantasy. You know, like look at this, look at the groups. Uh, oh no, what if I don't tell this to the outer world? And yeah, what if it's fun? Like whenever Spotify gives the list, I see others. This is totally off topic. I know listeners, but still, so, like they they take pride and they say, oh no, no doubt. I was expecting this and. Everybody seems so hundred percent sure that they were listening to this, and they are totally fine with the list that's brought up. But 
But whenever, yeah. every time Spotify gives me the list, I'm like, Spotify, you're wrong. I didn't listen to this song. Please change. I didn't. I, I, I don't think I. I don't. I could ever share my Spotify playlist with anyone because <laughs> the choices are very weird. <laughs> And like I'll go, I'll go from a Taylor Swift to a '90s Bollywood song uh-huh. in like a heartbeat. Oh, so <laughs> wow! It depends on my mood, really. That was really nice. Like SF9 made a comeback, but two PM songs were in the on repeat list, and I'm like, nobody <laughs> see SF9. Never, never see this list again. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's quite fun. And these days, TXT is there and. The other members like Treasure in Hyphen, you know, don't don't see my list, you know. <laughs> it's it's just it's just a list. It's technically difficult, you know. Like it's 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 a bad list. It's not the right one. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad list. It's just your. It's just a mood list. I I I prefer to call ah, it that. Exactly. Wow. That 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 makes a lot of sense because recently people know I'm into two pm, <laughs> but. <laughs> Take. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do know that you're into 2 p.m. Oh my god! Really? 2 p.m. Really? But yeah. Yeah, like wow, well, that that ride has been crazy. And recently, TXT is taking over. Like not taking over. I have space for everybody, but recently it's been quite a tough time. And their songs have been literally making me vulnerable every time I listen to it. And I yeah. really think they are doing really, really good. And Dongyu is my little brother. If you didn't know. <laughs> and you know, like I remember my sister saying, "Oh, if Dongyu, Dongyu is your little brother, then Yeonjin is your brother as well." And I'm like, "No, no, then, <laughs> no." Then she's like, "Oh, he's literally a year younger than you." Okay. Then she's like, "So who is he now?" He's my little brother's friend, whom I can flirt with. Bye. <laughs> I don't consider any of them as my brothers. <laughs> But Jungyu, oh my God, Jungyu is so beautiful. You should definitely see his funny moments or the way he reacts. Oh my God, he definitely deserves. Okay, yeah, I'm exposing myself. This has become a ritual, but yeah, it's totally fine. And yeah, tomorrow is Yeonjun's birthday. Actually, when this episode comes out, it's Yeonjun's birthday, September thirteenth. So happy birthday! I like how we shot it. I like how we shot it on Namjoon's birthday, though. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday! <laughs> And it's also my birthday. When? Today. What? September twelfth. Don't you remember? <gasps> Oh my god! Okay. Oh my. Wait. Why are you shooting this on your birthday? Are you? Oh my. Oh my god. We spoke about. Oh, I'm. Okay. I'm. I really apologize, but I don't even remember my mom's birthday. So I'm like really sorry. Like I'm really, really, really bad with birthdays. Yesterday, I wished a friend when her birthday was the day before. Okay. Wait. Okay, wait. No, I'm bad with Korean. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. I can't believe you shot this on your birthday. Why? Why wouldn't I? Because no. we're supposed to go and like have a nice lunch and a dinner and not spend it with me. Come on, you're one of my favorite person, and I thought, oh, what a nice way to 
Chocolate wait, oh my God, I'm so sorry, but happy, happy, happy <laughs> birthday. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I I thought you would remember because some people remember oh. my birthday with Aram's birthday, but yeah. But you know, the problem is when it's an idol's birthday, you kind of forget your own. <laughs> Talk about it. Uh, the day before my birthday, Hometown Cha 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 uh, first episode came out. And I was more excited to watch Kim Seo No be a lead actor than I was yeah. on my birthday. So wow. I was like, okay, Karishma, you are definitely a fangirl for life when you're more um, excited for someone else's birthday mm-hmm. than you are for mine. But yeah. yeah, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy <laughs> birthday you. again. Thank you. Yay. So, but yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that was really nice talking to you. I don't know if we really spoke about much of K-pop. But yeah, we didn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> but hope listeners enjoy. So uh, we did talk about your liking towards K-pop and you being a journalist. I think this is one of the must ask questions. Like, what do you actually think that K-pop has gained this craze among fans worldwide and recently, even in, in India, it's getting bigger and bigger. So according to you, we are not generalizing things, but according to you, what do you think is that pulling spark or something that's drawing people in? I think it's the storytelling. Mm. I think it's the fact that even a costume mm. has a lot of meaning attached. Mm-hmm. Uh, even an eyebrow raise or even a mm-hmm. cough or the lyrics or the dance, everything has something related to the music. Like just the other day, I was checking out these tweets of... Uh, best verses wrapped by Namjoon and I was seeing the Black Swan one mm-hmm. and just the idea behind that song like you could just hear it and you just like you don't understand it until you actually get into the depth of it of how they're talking about death of music what if music mm-hmm. dies not talking about when you die mm-hmm. what if the love for music dies then what do you how do you go about it in the way the intricacy of the choreography from you know the wings the black mm-hmm. outfits you know everything has so much going on i think that's what makes k-pop so much fun is you do, are not it's not just like you know we were talking about like how k-dramas it's a one hour long you know mm-hmm. thing so it takes a lot of time to invest yourself in k-dramas but i feel even with music like you watch a 3 minute video or mv but you spend the next one hour coming up with theories and mm-hmm. okay wait why was there a purple balloon there why was somebody hiding there why was someone crying why is somebody's uh, you know face cracking up what is the storyline i think that is what makes korean music so much fun is the storytelling behind it and especially when it's the singers themselves who are writing this material you feel like a sense of attachment towards it Mm-hmm. and i think it's just the love of music because initially when i now i read lyrics obviously but back then it was just listening to music like it would take me time to actually go mm-hmm. and read what the song is about like when i listen to spring day like i'm talking about bts cuz that's where mm-hmm. i deep dived into in kpop when i listen to spring day i thought it was a it was a happy song mm-hmm. i genuinely thought spring day like because i felt good but then when i went 
the deep diving of you know the meaning behind the lyrics it got nostalgic it mm-hmm. got bittersweet it left me so i'm happy but i'm also very sad like mm-hmm. it's it's that it's acceptance it's you know i think that is what makes kpop so special at least in my eyes is the meaning behind it storytelling will always excel even in music i feel yeah and one thing about the lyrics even some of the songs i purposely don't read lyrics because i make sure that song suits me at times like whatever i want yeah. want them to sing or whatever i want to hear that music uh helps me Or like talks to yeah. me in that way. So actually, that yeah. song would be a breakup song where they are singing, "Oh my God, that lady left me," but it would be so soothing. And in my mind, it's like, "Anthea, don't worry." Like that contrast. So I think it's actually beautiful. And thank you so much for being here, talking about everything except K-pop, and <laughs> finally touching a little bit about K-pop. It was so fun, and uh, I. did mention this earlier but in case you forgot you're doing such an amazing things oh, thank really you i think you're doing such a good job like um, i mean this podcast we get to i mean not just as a fan but as a journalist as well you get to hear so many stories from different people all across the globe and i like the fact that you can make them so comfortable um in like because even 45 minutes can be a lot less to understand people to get their stories out but i love how conversational you are and that you give the platform to the journalist or you know a fan to just come and talk their heart out and make them also feel very happy i mean it's your birthday the one who's feeling like it's mine but um but thank you so much i this is like the first time i'm doing such a thing where i was the one being asked the question so that was very uh, you made me feel very comfortable so thank you for that and i hope you have an amazing birthday and get off this call and go and eat some like really yummy food and dance out to good kpop music i hope 2 pm come in your dreams today but yeah well god seven is going to get mad over there but that's it <laughs> Like, yeah it was really nice i i didn't finish my compliment that is like you are doing amazing stuff but you're still being humble and kind which is again i think it is really important when it comes to being a human and spreading love so thank you so much you also encourage the upcoming people or even me you know like when i see you do things and when i see you interact you're also inspiring me to be kind for the re- next generation or the next set of people who are going to come at to me or at me so thank you so much for doing wonderful job as an entertainment journalist and as a human thank you so i really wanted to appreciate you and belated birthday wishes so consider this as my birthday present thank <laughs> happy birthday to you as well Thank you. I I just wanted to do that. I feel like I can't do that with Hollywood celebrities because they won't understand it. But I feel like I can do it here. Uh, <laughs> Wait, that doesn't yeah. look like a heart. Mine looks more like an egg, but that's because <laughs> I have very short arms. I have Jimin level of arms, but uh, <laughs> you got but, the sense of it. Yeah. So finally, would you like to give your social media accounts where our listeners can follow you and? uh so instagram is more of a personal uh like i just post photos and random videos that is shetty.karishma 
but in Twitter, you can just see me fangirling over things that I like. So that is called Paradox Lady Twenty Six. But yeah, and like if you just want to hear me screaming about uh, a particular scene that I like, that's where you go. <laughs> yeah. So also, you can also keep track on Karishma's writings and videos through her social media. Make sure to yes. subscribe to Insula so you see Karishma's face a lot of time, often. <laughs> yeah. So. Thank you so much, and once again, listeners, I assure you that Karishma's content will definitely make you feel happy. And if you are a fan of a particular artist or a group, she will definitely make sure that they get the limelight they need. So do support her, and thank you so much for listening. I'm so sorry if you didn't get much of K-pop content rather than hearing Karishma talk about BTS and Anthea talk about Yeonjun being her little brother's friend. Um. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah. Luna. Yeah. Please don't make this clip viral. Don't let Yunjin hear this. But thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Once again, happy birthday to RM for today. Happy birthday to Yunjin. <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> yeah, myself and Yunjin. Uh, you know, Yunjin. I'm here in India. You know, like one day, one year, one year, one day later. It doesn't matter. So uh, love doesn't have age limits or uh, nationality basis. So if you're listening, just just make sure to understand that I'm just here in India. Yeah. So I forgot. You know, like you can also follow I believe in K-pop in Instagram, please do, and use the hashtag believe in K-pop on Twitter. And as for me, it's Antiasit on both Instagram and Twitter. So I'm totally free to talk about. Anything and everything. If you have a new group to suggest, come to me and let me choose my bias and let us start talking. So until then, <laughs> make sure to spread love and be loved. Stay safe. This is Anthea signing off. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.